There's a theme of rejoicing that's throughout our entire Mass today. This is what the third Sunday of Advent is about. We're supposed to wear rose because it's lightening our penance from this violet to a lighter rose. It's halfway through the Advent season. So we do the same thing in Advent and in Lent. We lighten the penance for this midway point. And here we celebrate great joy. We begin with our entrance antiphon that the choir sung. We go through the readings. Zephaniah says, Rejoice, daughter Zion. Then we hear rejoice again in our second reading. We're hearing this constant refrain of rejoice. And what's interesting is there's many great reasons to rejoice in our readings, but the first primary reason is often lost on us because we don't have the right words in our Gospel of Luke translation. So this Rejoice, daughter Zion, that we hear in Zephaniah, it's actually the thing being referenced when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. We hear, Hail Mary, full of grace. But actually, the word is rejoice, Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. It's kyre, it's meaning rejoice, exult. And this is the greeting that Mary hears right before. The Holy One of Israel is literally in her midst. Now that phrase, in her midst, is also used for a woman who's pregnant. Like back in Genesis when Rebekah was pregnant with Esau and with Jacob. They were in her midst. That's what the Hebrew renders. That's what the Greek says. It's in her midst. So when we hear, rejoice, daughter Zion, for the mighty Lord is in your midst... It's actually a prophecy that will be fulfilled in the person of Mary. Mary represents Zion, the Israel people brought to perfection. She represents daughter Zion in her very person. She's the perfect daughter Zion. And the Lord is literally in her midst. She will have within her womb the Lord of all creation. So that's why the angel Gabriel greets her with the same word that's used here in Zephaniah. Rejoice, daughter Zion, for the Lord is in your midst. Rejoice, full of grace, the Lord is with you. That's our huge connection. But there's something meaningful for us today on this Sunday and rejoicing. And one of the things is hinted at in our gospel. Remember, Luke wrote both the gospel of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. And did you hear a refrain three different times in our gospel? I tried to emphasize it when reading it. But over and over again, people are coming to John the Baptist and they say, what should we do? Over and over, the soldiers, the tax collectors, the crowds, they keep asking this question. But then in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 37, after Peter delivers his incredible speech after the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost... The crowds, the Jews, were cut to the very heart, and they say the same words, what should we do? And immediately Peter answers by saying, you should be repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive the Holy Spirit. So we have the beautiful conclusion. St. John the Baptist predicts that one mightier than he is coming after him, and that this one will baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit rather than just with water. And we see that fulfillment in Luke's own hand when he writes Acts of the Apostles and says, what should we do? 
you should repent, be baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive the Holy Spirit. So Israel, daughter Zion, is the perfect representation of Israel. And Mary is told to rejoice because the Lord, the mighty God, is in her midst, in her womb. Well, we also have great reason to rejoice. We are the true fulfillment of Israel. We're the continuation. We are the new Israel. We are the church. And it's also fulfilled in us. The Lord is literally in our midst. He's here in this church, in this tabernacle. He's in our midst when we receive him in the Eucharist. He's in our midst when we receive him in baptism. And we have that grace of the Holy Spirit descend upon us. That same joy that captured Mary and overshadowed every fear and anxiety that she had or could have possibly had, she was overwhelmed with joy because the Lord was finally in her midst. So this is the great cause of our rejoicing today, that the Lord, back in the prophecy of Zephaniah, and as was true in Mary's day, when she said yes to the angel Gabriel and conceived the mighty one of Israel in her womb, the same thing is true for us today. We rejoice today because the Lord, the mighty one of Israel, is in our midst. And we long to receive him in the Eucharist. We are grateful to have received him in the sacraments of baptism and confirmation. And we look forward to when he comes one day to bring us to himself in his eternal kingdom in heaven.